0: And I'm mad about miniatures. My guest today is Corinne from @mylifeinminiature on Instagram. Just a note: there's an underscore between my life and in in that title. Her beautifully detailed vintage houses have gathered quite a following in the mini world. Every drawer and tiny trunk seems to be full of fabulous vintage treasures that tell a story. Let's go talk to Corinne and find out more. Hi, Corinne. It's so great to have you here today. Hi, Becky. It's nice to be here. I'm glad to have you here, and I can't wait to talk to you about minis. And I found out we have something in common. We have both lived, well, I used to live in Littleton, Colorado for quite a few years, and you live there now.
1: Yeah, we've been here for, oh, five, six years now.
0: And you came from?
1: Anchorage, Alaska.
0: Wow. Were you born in
1: Anchorage? Not technically, No. My parents both grew up there and they had a short hiatus when I was born in California and then moved right back. So, but all my siblings were born there and I was raised there since I was
0: two months old. So, wow. So it's kind of all you've ever known until you moved to Colorado.
1: Yep. Yep. My grandparents moved there in 1949. So, so we're long time Alaskans.
0: Now, you know, when I found out that you had seven kids, that's right, seven, right? I do. I don't think I had a hobby until my two kids were quite a bit older. So it's amazing to me that you have had any time for miniatures. Well, when
1: I'm in the throes of raising kids, it's nice to have something, a little bit of an outlet once in a while but my oldest is married and gone and you know half of my kids are out of the house now and I really didn't start all of this until my third child my oldest daughter had left for college and so it was always in the back of my mind that I wanted to do this for a long time but it wasn't until a few years ago when my daughter left for school and I I thought oh I have an extra bedroom now and and, and the kids are a little older and <laughs>
0: You're kind of cracking me up. I love it. Now that I just have four kids, <laughs> I have plenty time. Well, to me. <laughs> my
1: older group of kids, I kind of think of it in terms of my older group and my my younger group. And I homeschooled my older group for several years, and it was so busy. And then when we moved here to Colorado for a number of reasons, we ended up putting everybody back into school. And my youngest was in kindergarten full day, and suddenly. I had the days to myself, and I'd never had that before.
0: Oh, that's great. Now, you said that you'd always had it in your mind to do miniatures. So, did you have a dollhouse growing up?
1: Oh, yeah. I had one that my grandfather had built for me. And then I just always enjoyed dolls. You know, loved playing tea parties, loved my Barbies. You know, I was definitely a doll girl.
0: (laughs) If I'm not mistaken, you still have that Dollhouse you played with and you're remodeling it.
1: Yeah, my grandfather made my older sister and I a dollhouse for Christmas one year. I think my mom enlisted him to make it for us. And he was a carpenter by trade and wasn't anything super fancy. It was just kind of a box dollhouse. And we played with it for several years and I had that. And then my older sister got possession of it, I think mostly because she was there in Anchorage when I wasn't. (laughs) Right. And had kids before me. And so she took possession of that, which was fine. And she actually repainted it, fluffed it up for her daughters. And then she came out to visit me this last fall and mentioned that she had it in a crawl space and it was just collecting dust and wanted to know if if I'd like it. And and I said, sure. And so she brought it out to me and I had a lot of fun revamping it and, and just remaking it. I'd never done that before and it was a lot of fun.
0: Now, you said it was kind of a box. Do you mean it was from a kit or it was literally no,
1: like... No, what I mean is it was literally looked like a rectangle.
0: Okay.
1: Um, yeah, it just a basic box. It wasn't anything fancy. It
0: wasn't, but it kind of is now, right? I mean, didn't you put in windows and solid walnut floors? <laughs>
1: Yeah, it was fun. I a first thing I thought, well, it needs windows because it didn't have any windows or any doors. My mo- my mother had just painted windows and a door on the back side of it to make it look like a house and and so I went and cut out windows and I cut out a hole for a staircase and cut out a hole for a door. My father likes to tinker with woodworking now. He takes after his dad now that he's retired. He came out and saw all my dollhouses this fall when they came to visit me, and and he got interested in that. And he likes to make furniture and projects and things for my brothers and sisters and stuff, but I'm out of state. Everybody else lives in Alaska and I'm the only one out here. And and so he can't really send me a piece of furniture in the mail. He had said, well, if you need anything for your dollhouse, he says, I've got great wood. I got lots of scraps and, and things. He said, I'd be happy to cut you some wood and send it to you or whatever. And so I talked to him and he cut me some strips of walnut a solid walnut that he had and so i just liked the idea of taking this dollhouse that my grandfather had built and my mother had painted and turning it into something that i created along with something that my father contributed i th- i thought that was kind of a fun little tribute to all of them
0: it is i liked what i read and about in your instagram that you were You're not making any room too specific.
1: Right. Well, I looked at it and I said, I don't know who's going to be playing with it. I, as yet, don't have any grandkids. So I looked and said, well, I don't want to make it too girly. I don't want to make it too much for a boy. You know, I don't want to make this has to be a kitchen or this has to be a bathroom because I just don't know who's going to be playing with it. And I kind of envisioned something nice and stylish that could sit on a shelf. I'd have a big box of toys and furniture that any little kid could take out and say, well, I want this to be a school today, or this looks like a zoo, or, you know, maybe a superhero clubhouse, or maybe it is a dollhouse, or just whatever any child who wants to play with it wants to turn it into.
0: I love that. I'm not sure I would have thought of it, but I love it. It's such a great idea. And then you can kind of rotate out accessories and different things.
1: Yeah, and so I'm kind of in the back of my mind on the lookout now for just some kind of generic, very sturdy play furniture and things that I can set aside for it. And It was an interesting project, too, because it was the first time I'd built a house that I intend to have for children. Everything else I've built has been for me and just more for show, and, and I haven't had to worry too much about making it durable and thinking about how kids would use it. But I thought this one was made specifically for children. It should stay that way. I shouldn't turn it into something just uh, to be on display.
0: Well, that's interesting. And what you decided to do is do a stucco outside,
1: right? I've done the stucco on the outside a number of times, and and I think it looks really good. And it's a great way to add a little texture to a house easily and cheaply. And and I had lots of ideas on what I wanted to do on the outside of the house, but I kept coming back to I wanted to make sure— that it was durable and that would hold up under some wear and tear. And and so putting some siding on the house or putting bricks or papering it or something, just none of those seemed right because it needed to be a little durable. And I didn't want to just paint it. I really wanted to cover it with something because it is a 40-year-old dollhouse, and it was made with plywood, and there's nail holes, and you know the wood is not perfect anymore. And so it right. really needed to be covered with something. So I did a stucco and I like how it turned out. What did you
0: use to do the stucco?
1: I use joint compound that you can just buy at Home Depot.
0: That sounds perfect.
1: Yeah, you can get a small tub of it for about five dollars at at a hardware store. And one of the things that's nice about it is I just slap it on with a palette knife and and then I sand down the rough spots. You know, you can keep it as rough or as smooth as you want. And one of the things that's nice is if you think that you did too much, if if you sanded it too much or not enough, you can always add more stucco and start again.
0: (laughs) I love that. I love that it's foolproof. Now, one thing on Instagram that made me laugh a little is I saw you paint it one time blue, one time green. You kind of kept repainting it. You couldn't find the right color and what made me laugh about that is sometimes I think that my obsession with teal which I'm sure my <laughs> listeners are aware of does sometimes limit me but I, I have to admit it does spare me from indecision because when in doubt I just painted teal <laughs> <laughs> well teal's a great color it was the color of your first house that you sold right
1: It was. I do. I do like that color and I've used it a few times and I do really like color. And this is my struggle is especially with with these houses is I do really like color, um, but I also like it to look classic and not too loud, I guess is, is the right word for it. Yeah, so I struggle back and forth between you know figuring out exactly how to add just the right amount of color and what colors to add and when and where. I really struggle with the design and the decorating in my mind. I really like it. And I know what I like, but I really have to see it first before I can figure out if it's exactly what I want. I have a hard time imagining it in my mind complete, if that makes sense.
0: Well, it does. It does for two reasons. First of all, your style, I mean, it's maximalistic. You have so many treasures crammed into one room, and it doesn't look cluttered. I feel like if I had all those things together, I'm not good at doing that. And I think that's one reason that you have to keep a more limited palette.
1: Yeah, that's exactly what you want. You want it to look full and interesting and detailed, but you don't want it to look cluttered or just a lot of stuff slapped together. I do. I struggle with that. That's why I painted that house multiple colors, because I was just, I was trying to find what I could picture in my mind. Because a lot of times I'll picture bits and pieces of different things that I want and just doesn't come together like I envisioned.
0: (laughs) And what color did you decide on? I can't even remember. I ended up uh,
1: painting it gray. But I added yellow shutters, so that was my color.
0: <laughs> there you go. Now, one of the things you said when we talked before it kind of surprised me. A lot of the people I interviewed, their favorite part is after they build, the decorating, the making things, the collecting. But you said the building is your favorite part.
1: I do like the building. I mean, don't get me wrong. I, I really enjoy making furniture and making bits and pieces to go in the house and filling the room and watching it come together. But I'd have to say building the house is probably my favorite part. I like puzzles a lot. I love the building process. It's one great big puzzle and I spend a lot of time just sitting there staring at it as I'm building it. This morning I was up. I'm working on one and and I probably sat there for 45 minutes just looking at it, going over different ideas and thoughts in my mind as to what I wanted to do and taking a kit and figuring out how I can change it and what I can add and what I can take away, how I can make it unique. I just like seeing the rooms piece together and and the house piece together. I I do. I just really enjoy that part.
0: Now, how many houses have you built? I have built
1: one, two, three, five from kits, plus the one that I remodeled that belonged to me when I was a kid. And then I'm working working on another one right now.
0: Now, that's seven, but I know that you are a little strapped for space, right?
1: (laughs) Yes, I am just about out of space, which is why I sold the first one I made, (laughs) because I wanted to build another one.
0: Now, are you in a bedroom or are you in a little bit of hallway?
1: I used to have a bedroom. I started this whole rabbit hole dollhouse thing when my daughter went off to college and we had an extra room. And so I started off in that room. Then not too long after I started it, my husband started working from home permanently. So he took
0: over my bedroom
1: and, and it's now his office. So I am stuck out in a, a little alcove hallway where I do my stuff.
0: Oh my gosh, I can't even imagine. You're going to have to take a picture for me and for our listeners to show us your little alcove. I will. I'll send it to you. I'm kind of picturing something like Harry Potter under the stairs. It's bigger than that. (laughs) Oh, good. Yeah, it's enough
1: space for a couple of cupboards with doors that I've put in and a couple little tables. And
0: I just make it work. (laughs) A quick word from our sponsor. Sometimes my craft space gets disorganized and in need of a good cleanup. The folks over at Miniatures.com can relate and have been working behind the scenes to tidy up and reorganize everything from warehouse to website. The result? A faster, sleeker website that's more fun to navigate. Easier to shop, easier to filter products, easier to find inspiration and know-how. But same great customer service with quick shipping. Summer savings are going on now. Just click on Sale at the top of the website to see the many ways to save. One of the things I really love about your style that I find so fun is the way you mix old and new. Oh, well, thank you. You have like a hand loom, and then you have a 3D printer. (laughs) And somehow it all works. Well, I do
1: enjoy the more vintage style. It just is nostalgic and romantic. And I do like that. But There are some really fun, cool little, more modern-day minis that just make me squeal. And so I kind of decided a long time ago that this isn't supposed to be historically accurate. I'm not trying to reproduce some house I saw. So I was just going to fill my houses with what made me smile and what made me happy. And so that's what I do. (laughs)
0: I love that. I mean, it's like someone who loves Victorian style, but lives in modern day, like their house might be mostly Victorian, but they're still going to have a microwave.
1: That's right. I figure
0: that I kind
1: of just imagine that my houses are modern day people who have purchased old homes and are fixing them up or wanting to enjoy the, the old
0: along with the new. Another thing I really notice about your minis is that I feel like I could open everything in your dollhouse and there'd be something in it. Every trunk, every armoire. I'm particularly thinking of you have this great armoire that you open up and there's spools of ribbon and fabric and everything is just so detailed.
1: Oh, thanks. Yeah, I really, I like filling all of my cupboards and drawers with things. One of the things that I insist on when I make furniture and and buy furniture. I do buy a few pieces on occasion, is that all the drawers and doors open and actually work because I like to put things inside them. I always kind of hope that when people come and look at my houses that they will try opening doors and drawers and that they'll just be pleasantly surprised when they open something and they find a little treasure hidden inside.
0: It's also kind of a genius way to store things. I'm I was really inspired when we talked because I'm always kind of struggling with how to find things and store them in the different houses. And I started thinking, you know, all my groceries should just really be in one of the grocery cabinets.
1: Well, and I do. I try and stuff as many things as I can inside all of the little drawers and cupboards that I've got. And I've got a lot of trunks. I really enjoy making little mini trunks. I'm pretty sure all of them have stuff inside them. The only problem is is then sometimes I can't find something when I actually want it. (laughs) It's just like in real life. And I have to pull out all my trunks and figure out which one is holding the dishes I was looking for.
0: (laughs) Well, right now I'm on a kick. I have all these little, you know, kind of craft containers with my minis in them. And I'm like, why are they there? Why aren't they all, if I buy something, why isn't it in the house? So one of the things I want to work on is getting as many things as I can out of storage and into the house.
1: Yeah, I kind of feel the same way. I'm like, if I'm going to buy it, I don't want it to be in the drawer. Have it be in the house somewhere if I can find a spot for it. So I'll often go through and rotate what is seen and what is hidden just to make it fun you know, so that there's always something new to look at in the house.
0: And I think if I have some odds and ends, which I know I do, that I don't know what to put with, I think I'm going to get some mini trunks and just be like, well, that's where I'm going to put the clock that's a little too big and the dishes that don't match," (laughs) just like in a real house.
1: Well, one of my favorite rooms that I've built in one of my houses is an attic. I am determined that I'm always going to have a miniature attic because just like in real life, it is such a fabulous place to put all of those things that I feel like I can just stuff my mini attic filled with all sorts of stuff, old trunks and dishes and toys and sewing equipment and everything, just like I would in real life. And paintings that don't quite fit. That's exactly right. And in my little attic too, I also have a a Harry Potter suitcase and a mini
0: Jumanji game. (laughs) That's fabulous. That's really cool. So what's your favorite little drawer or trunk? What does it have in it?
1: Oh, I would probably have to say, you mentioned that before, my little sewing cupboard. I do really, really love my sewing cupboard.
0: It's so detailed. It must have taken you a while to do that.
1: The cabinet I purchased unfinished. So I didn't build that from scratch. It was just bare wood. I was terrified to start working on it because it was not a cheap cabinet to begin with, even unfinished. Um, it was a pricey piece of furniture.
0: Because of all the compartments. Yeah, because it's got all these little
1: drawers and cupboards and it took me a while to get up the nerve to start it, but it was really fun to fill and you know, find all sorts of little stuff. I went over to Michael's and Joanne's and, you know, looking for their the tiniest little ribbons and Laces and things like that that I could find, so that I could stick in there. And
0: that's really interesting. Now, do you work in a couple different scales, or is it mostly one one twelfth?
1: Uh, pretty much one twelfth. I've done a couple of one forty eight minis, like little tiny kits I've purchased. I also have each one of my well, not every single one, but almost every one of my little dollhouse has a mini dollhouse inside it, and so a dollhouse for a dollhouse.
0: I love that. Yeah,
1: those little houses are one forty-fourth scale.
0: I know you built a lighthouse. Does your lighthouse have a mini lighthouse? No, I'm looking for one. I would love to
1: build a little miniature lighthouse dollhouse to put inside that. And so maybe one of these days I'll get somebody to build me a kit for those or I'll figure out a way to make one myself.
0: Well, that would be something
1: actually each of my little 144 scale dollhouses each i've made a little teeny tiny dollhouse to go inside those two.
0: wait a minute so you have a dollhouse inside a dollhouse inside a dollhouse i do <laughs> so what scale is that
1: oh i have no idea that would be what 144 times 144 yeah that's what yeah. It would be. <laughs> all i'm able to do is cut like a little rectangle and paint little dots for the windows and a little dot for the door with with the head of a of a toothpick. I have to paint it with a toothpick. oh, and then I very carefully put little teeny tiny roof on it, and that's about all I'm able to do oh that's cute yeah i I can't do small scale like that for too long. I can do maybe one project one little project at a time, and then I gotta move on to the bigger stuff again.
0: <laughs> well, it's hard. Now, do you have anything you don't like to do or that you put off doing? I'm not a huge fan of sewing. I do do
1: sewing. I've made little quilts and things like that. Really? But you have so much
0: fabric in your houses.
1: Yeah, I do it. It's just not my favorite thing to do. So I do it when I, when I need to. One of the things that I would like to do this year, kind of um, one of my goals, is I would like to make a mini cake, and I know cakes are kind of the one of the m- more easy pieces to make, and I would like to make one that I feel good enough about sticking in my house.
0: Oh, I bet you can! I made a mini cake without like any tutorials or thinking it through, and you know, from a distance, it looks fine. <laughs> I would <always laughs> love that from it. From
1: a distance, <laughs> it looks fine. If you squint your eyes, kind of just right.
0: So you said when we talked before that part of why you like vintage is you find it calming. And I haven't been able to get it out of my head because I think in part because when I work with certain colors, they are very calming to me. So what is it Mm. about vintage? It just kind of hits some happy place with you? Yeah, I just kind of think it's,
1: like I said, nostalgic a little magical. It's easier to kind of think of it as its own little world, maybe. And then frankly, I think it's easier to build. I think with modern pieces, everything needs to be clean and sharp, perfect. Whereas with vintage It's supposed to have character. I enjoy adding that character.
0: Yes, a lot of your pieces are distressed. Now, when I first started, I didn't want to distress anything. That carries over to my real house, too. And I think it's because I raised two boys. And they did did (laughs) plenty distressing on their own.
1: (laughs) (laughs) They're good at distressing. It's interesting. I was the same way when I first started. I didn't distress anything. I wanted it to just be sleek and perfect. They were fun, and they looked nice. But after a while, I started learning how to distress and trying that. And I just loved the pieces so much more when I did that. It just added so much more character, made them seem like they had a story to them instead of being brand new.
0: You know, I thought I would never feel that way, but I have one house, which is a little more traditional, my big flare house. And I'm starting Mm -hmm. to look back and going, I need to distress up some of those pieces. So what's your favorite method to distress things?
1: I use a lot of antiquing wax. Ah. I do that because it's easy to put on and wipe off however much I want. If I don't like what I've done, it's easy to go back through and paint over it and try again. I do a lot of sanding
0: down. And do you sand sort of on the edges? Like, do you try to think about where the worn spots would be?
1: Yeah, yeah. Edges and by handles and
0: feet and all that kind of stuff. Interesting. Do you try to dull down the paint at all? or?
1: Yeah, usually, depending on what it is and what I'm trying to do. And how much I distress kind of depends on where I'm putting it. The lighthouse that I built, everything was very distressed.
0: I wanted it to be very rustic and everything looked very, very worn. So do you cover the entire piece with antique wax and then just rub certain things off?
1: Some pieces, yes, but I usually do a a combination. I might put antiquing wax around edges and in cracks and crevices and then try and wipe it off in the cracks and crevices. And then I'll take a brush and have it just with a slight amount of the antiquing wax on it and gently brush it onto the corners and edges of furniture. I do that a lot. That's interesting. I enjoy that. And there's so much less stress, because I think any mistake that I make is just part of its character.
0: No, I can see that. You know, I've made some upholstery, and the first piece I made had so much glue on it. Yeah. But you know, if it'd been an antique piece, I could have just kind of brushed it off and, you know. You could work with it. (laughs) Right, right. So what project are you really working on now?
1: Right now I'm building the Beacon Hill dollhouse by Greenleaf. It's a beast. (laughs) It is so complicated and I purposely chose it because I knew it was going to be a difficult kit to do. I wanted something that was going to take me a while that was going to be tricky and difficult. I almost stopped. It's a frustrating kit. (laughs) I almost stopped and Thought, I'm just done. I'll just throw it in the trash. But I persevered. I'll get it finished. (laughs) My husband's laughing at me, but I really did want this. (laughs) I wanted something that was going to be challenging.
0: (laughs) Oh, I get that. How many rooms does it have? Nine. Yeah.
1: It's a big house. But, you know, it's part of the problem is that there's kind of two different materials you see dollhouse kits in either MDF or laser cut thin wood. Right. The MDF is thick and smooth and mm-hmm. it's very heavy. And so they make beautiful houses, but you can't get a lot of detail because it's thick and it's heavy and right. whatnot. So it has its own benefits. And but that's what I've mostly used is MDF kits. And greenleaf kits are all laser cut out of this really thin wood. It's about what, about an eighth of an inch thick and the wood is so awful, <laughs> but it's very light. You know, they've made intricate cuts on things. It's great because you just make such a really detailed house. And so my husband has been watching the process and he's just ooing and aahing over this house that I'm building. And it's, oh, I love this one. This one looks great. And so you can really make some gorgeous houses with their kits, but they're just tricky. Nothing fits together quite like you want it to. It's really hard to get a good finish on the wood. The wood is all kind of, you know, they use different shades of wood. And so you can't ever stain anything, just one color, uh. <laughs> you know. Oh, and splinters, so many splinters. Oh, no. <laughs>
0: and are you kit bashing
1: this one? I'm not doing a lot of changes. I have done some changes. I added a wall where they didn't have one. I always take out a lot of the gingerbread details that they have on these kits. I don't particularly like that. And so I'm getting rid of most of that. I'm keeping the basic shape of it. And a lot of it, most of it I'm keeping. I'm just changing a couple little things.
0: How long do you think the whole thing will take you?
1: Oh, I don't know. I mean, when I've done these MDF kits, I would say most of them from start to finish is probably six to nine months, including the decorating part. This one, it's going to take me longer, I would think. But we'll see. And the other problem with it is going back to my decorating the way that the kit is built, I really have to do the floors and the walls and everything all together as I'm building it. That's one of the things that's made this house tricky is because, again, I kind of like seeing kind of room by room and and focusing on one room at a time. And in the past, I've always built the house. Okay, I'm working on the kitchen and I find the right paint and I find the right floors and put it all up. And if it doesn't quite go together, or if it doesn't match the other rooms or whatnot, I can just, okay, well, I'll just put a new wallpaper or I'll just paint a different color. I can't do that with this one. I have to build it all together as I go. Some of the rooms I could switch out the wallpaper or whatnot if I needed to, but a lot of the rooms I've put it in and it is staying. It's not going anywhere.
0: (laughs) That is hard. Yep. So we'll see how it turns out. Oh, I bet it's going to be really nice. Do you have a color scheme in mind?
1: i mean the the outside of the house is going to be gray with white trim and kind of classic. The inside again, I called on my father to cut me more wood. I put in cherry floors through the whole house. Nice. Two rooms have cherry with some walnut trim of all the wallpaper and Things that I've been picking is vintage European country look, maybe, <laughs> something like that. Some blues and some white. I tend to do a lot of blues.
0: You cannot go wrong with blue and white. Because
1: what I was doing this morning is I was up there moving wallpapers, you know, around in all the rooms, checking it out to see if I'm really going to put this one in here. I go through and I print off samples and stick them in the rooms and they just kind of stare at it you know, and live with it for a day or so and see how I like it all together. And and then I might switch one out and see if I like this one better.
0: So I have a question about your reels. Your reels are so amazing and detailed, and it feels like they always tell a story or there's action. How do you come up with all of them? Sometimes it's hard (laughs) to come up with ideas. I know. Um. (laughs)
1: You know, I've always just enjoyed, ever since I started my Instagram account, I probably have tended to focus more on less showing off, oh, I did this today, and much more of trying to show off this miniature world, and I liked trying to tell a story what it would look like if somebody had just come in from playing in the snow or after somebody made dinner or you know somebody getting ready for bed.
0: <laughs> you can see that. There's a real sense of storytelling and a sense that you're playing in the house. It's fun to kind of
1: think, you know, if I was doing this, what would there be around me? You know, what would I have? And and try and stage it that way and to pretend that There's little people living in the house and we get to peek in on their life once in a while.
0: I love that. That's part of why I have pets. I always try to think, you know, what is the life of the house without the people? What do the pets do while they're gone? You know, I think it's fun.
1: It is. I always kind of hope when somebody comes and looks in some of my houses that it looks like the inhabitants just stepped out for a moment.
0: (laughs) Yes. It's not always easy to do, but it's a really cool look. And that's what I enjoy so much about your work. Oh, well, thank you. Corinne, if, if you had to give a uh, starting miniaturist a piece of advice, what would you tell them to do?
1: You know, I get people asking me all the time
0: through my page.
1: You know, I always just say, just jump in and try. I had a desire to do this, and I did a little bit of looking online before I started. And I just jumped in. I went and Bought a kit one day, and I came home and had complete buyer's remorse. I was terrified. (laughs) And I'm like, what did I do? I just spent $100 I'm going to waste. But I just started, and I just learned as I went. I love answering questions that people have. You know, people were so generous and so kind to me when I started out, and I love returning that favor. But I need a question. I can't just do, how do I get started? Right? Just start.
0: That's what I always say, too. Just start. And then when you get stuck,
1: then ask me. Then ask me. That's exactly it. If you don't know how to do this, I'd be happy to tell you all the information that I know or where you can go to find it. So just get in there and try. Message me if you get stuck, and I'll do my best to help you.
0: Okay. Well, Corinne, I really enjoyed this. Thanks so much for taking the time to share your love of miniatures. Well, thanks, Becky. It was fun to visit with you. It was fun to visit with you too. Goodbye. Goodbye. I loved chatting with Corinne and hoped you enjoyed it too. When this podcast airs, I'll be at the International Guild of Miniature Artists in School. I'll be taking miniature classes, meeting miniatures from all over the world, and posting about it. So be sure to drop in on my Instagram at Mad About Miniatures. My next podcast will be sometime in July, so stay tuned for more info. In the meantime, remember, There are no rules in your dollhouse except those you create for yourself. Goodbye!